0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One,
1: two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hi everybody. I'm Fran Spielman, and with me is Mayor Rahm Emanuel for the final time as Mayor Rahm Emanuel. Although I hope. But I'll always be Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> I hope you come back at some point as a private citizen. Okay. So you were late because you're with the CSO trying to settle the Chicago Symphony strike. Will we have music?
0: Well, <laughs> you and I are them. <laughs> I think here's what I would say, uh, Fran. Is uh, first of all, it's the first meeting for me with them. Uh, we had, I think. One, you can pick up immediately. I think both parties would like to have the rest of the season and what they can recoup of the season. Um, I think there's an interest in seeing that happen. I think that um, obviously over a period of time, there's both somewhat exhaustion you know, and so all the feelings that come around with being at this for a year, but intensely for the last seven weeks. Um, What you can pick up is that there's a desire and a will to try to find a resolution. Um, obviously, I'm here. They're still over at my office. I uh, told everybody, just let me know what you want, metaphorically. What do you like for lunch and dinner? Because we're gonna And breakfast, get, even. If that's what it takes. But I do think, um, I don't want to have any false expectations, that just because they sat down and got called, so quote unquote, and I'm using this again jokingly, to the principal's office, I think both are desirous that they needed somebody outside. There has been a federal mediator there to try to find a resolution, and I think there's a desire to do that, and we're gonna to try to find where points of opportunity exist.
1: Why did you see fit to get involved this time when mm-hmm. you haven't in the past? I mean, Richard J. used to do this all the time, Richard J. Daley, he would call the two sides in and say, stay here, you're not mm-hmm. leaving until you have a settlement.
0: Uh, a couple things, one is uh, uh, the, both the musicians and the symphony are important to Chicago. They have been at it, as they said, for a year themselves. Uh, seven weeks since the strike, and I do know from my own experiences. You know, we've done 40 plus, whatever, never going to arbitration. That sometimes you forget how far you've journeyed together, and how, uh, and also times sometimes you can't hear each other. And there were things without defying the confidence. I don't want to do that uh, because I think if I'm going to be have some role. I don't want to feel like I've defied the confidence of the room. Uh, being able to hear for the first time what somebody has repeatedly said can give you a, uh, maybe hit the reset and a fresh start. So that's why I decided. And these are great artists and musicians uh, who make a tremendous contribution. The symphony is a tremendous contribution. And then the biggest thing to me, you know, besides you have the artists and those who attend. You have all the waiters and waitresses around the restaurants that are dependent on a successful symphony. You have the stagehands who aren't artists, but they make the show work. These people's livelihoods are also affected. And so I feel some obligation for all the other people ancillary, whose livelihood and families are dependent on this, that if we can bring this, it's not just to have, uh, let's have the show again, as I say that as a former dancer. The show must go on. yeah, Yeah, but you have, so so many other people who uh, don't make the income of those who attend the symphony or those who perform, whose own livelihoods are dependent. And if we can get that done, they too can go on with their own lives and not have it uh, adversely affected.
1: So you're three <clears throat> weeks away from leaving office. Do you have one of those sand glasses? The hours of t- <laughs> sands of time slipping away for you? That is,
0: that is funny. So you know. Uh, uh, so, in the office, you know this goes back to things we did in President Clinton, so you keep habits. We have what is called a week ahead, you know. Um, and then we also always periodically do kind of look out a month, two months, three months of things that you know I've got. You know I'm a uh, hopefully a, I had a card person. Notorious, so I have three cards, but anyway, I have this. Um, usually it used to be front and back, but it's now down to less than that But anyway, I say this. The other day when we were doing kind of the normal month or two months out, all of a sudden the date was on the, on the calendar for the first time. I and mean, that has its own kind of reality. I have, I told you from, I told everybody, I'm going to run through uh, the wire. I'm not going to jog. I'm not going to uh, run and walk. I'm going to run. Uh, the people of the city of Chicago hired me to do four full years, not three years, nine months and ten, and ten days. Uh, I have other things I'm going to get done, all with the same purpose how to make sure everybody in the city and the city as itself is better prepared to make the most of the future. Uh, and uh, I find this incredibly uh, rewarding to do that. But you do, for the first time you see something that has its own, when you see it on paper, not just psychologically when I'm swimming and thinking about things, it has its own. But I'm also looking forward, uh, Amy and I, uh, to the next chapter and things we wanna do.
1: How hard will it be to walk away from this job that you have called the most wonderful in America? Yeah. The well, best you've it, ever had. Of course, it will
0: be hard. On the other hand, uh, there's a. If I didn't say it, it, it is going to be hard, straight up. I mean, it's going to be hard. I'm writing another chapter. It will have its own energy, a lot of pieces to that chapter, uh, but there will also be the opportunity to do things that, like the next day, literally, I'm getting on a bike, and I'm going to. Well, go, and
1: you're doing that because you're running. You're, you know, it, it's going to be hard for you. So you're going to stay busy. You're going to keep. No, running. but there's also, uh,
0: friend. I'm not staying busy, so I, I'm staying busy because that's because I'm I'm a, a half-mushogano. Okay, I mean uh, I, <laughs> okay. there there it is. I'm, that's I, true. I grew up in a, I was crazy before this job. I just maintain my craziness. Uh, so will it be hard? Yes. On the other hand, uh, I also then look and say, look. Let me try to say it personally. In the middle of June, Amy and I will go see Zach graduate. When you think of birthdays and bar mitzvahs and anniversaries, it's one of the greats. yeah. I mean, I have a picture on my desk. I have one of each of me with the kids. I have a little one when he was this big. He's got his blue jean jumpers, and he's holding my fingers. We're walking off a playground together. And he had just done something uh, special that he wanted to get done on a tire swing. And the little pitchers graduate. graduating. And then I look at this. And through the Chicago Star Scholarship, where we give uh, children free community college, who get to be average, 65, 6,600 kids have taken advantage of it. A little over 80% are the first ones in their family to go to college. I know in my tenure as mayor, there's 6,500 Parents, parent and parents, who all have the same joy that Amy and I are going to experience. Because I was willing to do something different and change the way we look at education as a city and then plow through and make something. Amy and I can afford to do it for Zachariah, Alana and Leah. But because of what I've done in public, my public life as mayor, the first city to make community college free. I have given other parents the same joy that Amy and I will be able to experience personally. So, what's so going to be the
1: hardest part about leaving this? No, but because- I, I, I
0: appreciate you want to jump to the next question. But I think, you know, in the look, in the end of the day, when I walk away, I suppose the other thing I've, I said this to the staff when we had a, a party, their dinner the other night, I gave for the Amy and I gave. I, you know, I, probably the biggest impression on my life was going to pediatric visits with my dad and him lecturing the, all of us. We, that was our special Saturday with my dad. We were just, just one child on a Saturday going on rounds to Children's, to Edgewater, to Columbus, to Mount Sinai, and then going to his office. He always lectured us, what you do for children will be dependent on how you're judged in life. He said that in many different ways, but the message was clear, which is why I thought about early childhood. And, education myself and knowing today that our school system is better for our children is making significant gains uh, Not where it has to be, but it's not where it was when I walked in uh, That to me is there's a satisfaction that we have left our imprint and left the future in better position uh, the hardest part is I think uh, there's just, there's little things and big things. I mean, you're talking to me today, we're just coming, I'm late from a negotiation, be able to do things that change the quality of life. There's the, I wouldn't call it little things, but richness is being in different neighborhoods, seeing different things, and the opportunity to see different people. You know, you could spend, Amy and I live in Ravenswood, unless there's a reason somebody invites you to go to a church or go to a school or go to a community meeting. I won't have that. And you meet people so many, I mean, the Shakespeare teacher in Englewood, the uh, person that's trying to start a theater on the west side or a grocery store or a new restaurant. I mean, I can't, you know, I've been, I call the people when we've selected who's going to be a Neighborhood Opportunity Fund uh, winner, recipient, that's going to have a coffee shop or an extent and you hear the joy in their lives that you've done something, started something as mayor. So and how they, do
1: you get that in your new life? I mean, you're piecing together a life where you're going to be- I'm
0: not, I'm not sure, I'm not, I don't think I can measure it that way. I, I think if I did that, that you know, that's not going to be the way I'm going to measure it. Because yeah. look, I think I've been, you know this, you and I both love politics. We're crazy about it. And I love it, and I you're love You're
1: going to commentate on uh, it, right? Well, uh,
0: we'll talk about that another time. ABC? Uh, I will talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the city and its kids. So here's what I say to you is that uh you're able nothing I do in the future, or let me say it this way. There are five great public life jobs, in my view. Having studied a lot is the President of the United States, Governor of California, New York, and Mayor of New York and Chicago. And I jokingly said, I've had one and a half of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean
0: yeah, I've been chief of staff to a great president, I've been senior advisor to a great president, they're both formative years, they're friends, and I've been, I've been i have been have the grace to be, and the gift, and I hope I used it according uh, appropriately, to be the mayor of a great, great, the greatest city that has the ability to make a difference in uh, people's lives, and it has the, unlike other mayors that don't, we now have, our children get four more years of education before. I happen to think that's invaluable. I've done it with my own kids. I think that's incredibly important. And I've had the opportunity to do that. What I do next will not be measured against this because nothing will measure up. So I don't want to do it that way.
1: Okay. What did we learn about Lori Lightfoot from the episode, the on-again, off-again Lincoln Yard's vote?
0: Look, uh, that's not for me I can't do that, Fran. That's not fair. It's not. I'm not going to do that.
1: Well, but she told the developers that enjoy your day in the sun because this is the last time you'll get a deal like this. What is she gonna learn when she gets in there?
0: Well, you know, here's the thing that I would say to all of you that cover. Um, I've written about this before, so I've said it before rather. You absolutely want somebody to learn. You know, I won't answer uh, Lori, but I'll say something about uh, former Governor Rauner. He came in, knowing all the answers before the questions are asked, and he walked out in four years knowing all the answers before the questions are asked. And I used to say to President Clinton, if we knew in the first year of the first term what we knew by the first year of the second term, we'd be geniuses. But you have to, what you're really looking for, unlike from a legislator, but a chief executive, is do they have the judgment, the character, and the experience, and the capacity to learn? I know so much more today after eight years than I knew walking in, Um, and on both things like education that I study a lot, planning that I had not studied until you do it, Um, and so uh, uh, I think it's important to allow a politician to evolve without, I hope you guys give, not just Lori, but other people in elected life, the ability to evolve their thinking as they evaluate different circumstances. Now, there are certain North Stars that you never walk away with. Uh, I walk away from, but the ability to think differently, to hear differently, and adjust. I'll give you one from my experience. Uh, When we were in the 2015 negotiating with the teachers on the pension, uh, negotiating the contract of which the pension was the issue, you know going back to 83, teachers only started contributing 2% towards the 18%, city was 16. Originally, and this is after as a, pre- well, anyway, we originally had every teacher go to the full 9%, etc. Karen and Jesse couldn't sell it. So the way we work, still worked the financials was new teachers would do the nine. And I say that's important because at the time I got criticism for, oh, you did this, we still ended up setting a new precedent, the first in this country, in the state, where a lot of still Downstate, only do the 2%. And because we were willing to show the change and get done something, it gave us the credibility to then do the third part of the handshake that I originally said, which is that the state would finally so start- So, your point but being- My, well, you didn't like the story? I well, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm your teasing, point I'm is teasing. what you learned got, from No, that. you learned different things. I, did I give a little, yes. Did we end up saying, putting the down payment to get the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal wasn't what I could get from the teachers and us. The ultimate goal was to stay in a context so the state of Illinois did something it had never done for 100 years, which is treat the Chicago teachers, students, and taxpayers equally. And you know, having studied Illinois politics, the school formula had been debated and rewriting it and doing it for 60-plus years in Illinois. We finally resolved it, and we, that's why, last year, Chicago Public Schools ended with a surplus, upgraded from all the credit agencies the finances don't affect the classroom anymore. And so to me, hearing, realized Karen and I tried to do something, she couldn't pull it off. We then recalibrated, but kept the North Star wasn't with the contract. The contract was the predicate to getting the state, which now gives Chicago, on average, $450 million more a year to meet its goals. And so I would say you want a pol- an elected official to come in with some direct Po- specific policies. The ability then to hear, listen, learn, evolve, without it being a gotcha moment, that just because they change something means that somehow, as long as the end goal doesn't change. If they what, walk away from that, that's different.
1: What is she going to learn when mm-hmm. she gets in about TIF subsidies, mm-hmm. for example? You have this wonderful One Central project <clears throat> where they want to deck over the rail yards near Soldier Field and build this mag- this huge project with a transportation center, that would be really great for Chicago, I guess, wouldn't it? And should she be open to well, a know, TIF subsidy for that? Yeah,
0: I'm not—look, whatever advice I'm going to give uh, Laurie, and I appreciate your journalism skills, I'm going to do privately. That's If you sit in my chair where she's about to sit, and it's not my chair, the mayor's chair, one of the things you appreciate is being able to uh, ask people privately for their counsel. And I have a wide range of people. You've tried to track everyone. Over my eight years, you try to track all the people. I tried. You try to hear from business, you try to hear from labor, you try to hear from people in politics, city council members, civic leaders, and you always gotta be open to a diversity of views. One, two.
1: What would your advice I, to her be I, on not, that?
0: I, I appreciate, no, my advice is one of the things that I've failed in communicating to, you're representing the journalist class here. It is about economic growth, it's not about fiscal. And the reason I say that is, I, I hearken back to when I got into this office, and I said this to the Civic Federation of Lawrence and Seoul, you guys harp on the fiscal. It To a point becomes myopic against, my goal was getting the economy and jobs moving, and growth would help us do the repair. Now, we have made major investments in our transportation system, O'Hare Mass Transit. We've expanded our university's research capacities to bring in the talent, which is key. We have done other things to upgrade and make the community colleges competitive for people's careers. The flat and all those were on the positive strengths that had started to decay and make major investments so those strengths were robust. The big flashing red light over the city was the fiscal. It had become more than just a flat, it became a drain to the point that it created massive doubts about the city. So while we invested in the strengths, we haven't solved it, but we removed it. Now, just wait. You cannot just focus on the fiscal. The growth, and you weigh growth against different things. Now, just reported, there have been, uh, as you know, some of the sports teams, I haven't bankrolled their growth. I make them bankroll their growth. There are other things you look at. The two projects we did, 78 and Lincoln Yards, one, in 2015, I said, there's going to be five things I'm going to get moving. Because if you get them moving, they're worth three, four hundred million dollars. One of them million. was Michael
1: Reese. Are so well, you going that, to do, that, do that, anything that, on that before you leave? So
0: let me say this. First and foremost was a post office yeah. that had been dormant for almost three decades. Today, there's a story, there was a story in a paper that will not be mentioned since we're at the Sun time, acknowledging there's six companies coming. It's coming back to life. And that has a reverberation beyond the four walls of the uh, post office. The second thing is, between the projects we just did on 78 and Lincoln Arabs, it it's $13 billion of investment. That's O'Hare, Midway, and Union Station combined. You don't get frivolous like that. It's also gonna bring jobs, economic growth, and people to the city. It's gonna create poverty. And you weigh the equities of, will this investment in new train stations in strengthening the river in new str- bridges be the right type of investment to spur all the other benefits. Not every project is right. There are ones are done. I have looked at Michael Reese uh, and more than I looked at it, worked tirelessly. And I want to say something. That was part of an Olympics bit. I've been working on trying to, we didn't win the Olympics. I'm trying to get something that has been dormant uh, decades Back on the tax rolls and uh, job creation engine. Do you uh, want
1: to put a soccer stadium there? Uh, That's what we've well, heard.
0: It, well, I think in, I think that would be a hard push in three weeks for Rama Manuel. Do even though I have a lot of high opinion of what Rama Manuel can pull off. So I think this. If, but there's
1: a plan to do that, right? The,
0: there's a. The, we have a developer. We have community meetings. It's really not for me to say. But I think there's an opportunity to create a large sport, cultural, entertainment area. But that may not be what There's also tech capacity. So there's a lot of different ways you can With go. Would
1: the fire build it? Could I, they? Would I think they? they're way ahead
0: assuming that that's the team or that's the sport, or in fact that it's going to be sport. There's a whole idea. But you've been
1: approached about a possibility of putting a stadium there.
0: I, I've been approached about technology. I've been approached about a, a, a multi-use from just like what we're talking about for 78 and for the area neighborhood called 78 in Lincoln Yards, office, apartments, retail. So there's a lot of different things and people are gonna see what the best economics, it's not for me to say because it's not there. What I do know is three of the five are moving. Just the other day one of the fifth one, which is down on the steel, I had another meeting uh, with a person who, uh, out of, again, out of, who has an economic uh, proposal and is said at the time of the meeting that they were planning on sending a letter, signing a letter of intent within days. So all these are happening. Here's what you should draw away. Forget the specific project. P- money is coming to the city. Jobs are coming to the city. When I walked into the office, and Fran, you know this better than anybody, the f- fiscal challenge, the economic challenge, the community colleges that had the worst graduation, CTA that was going from crisis to crisis, the school system that had the shortest school day and a financial, in fact, when my predecessor walked out, he didn't even do a school budget, it was too hard. The biggest thing all those added up to is we as a city had lost our nerve. I walk out and we don't think there's a challenge we face that we can't answer. And both on the economic front, the fiscal front, the educational front, and, there's, and you're never done you're handing a baton off. Did you make progress? Did you get it stronger? And today we can say the biggest thing is we have our game back. We had, as a city that has big, we're built on the culture of making big plans. On the city that says make no little plans, we had lost our nerve. All of these things started to eat away at our capacity and our ability to do big things. And we're back to doing them again.
1: How hard will it be for her to cobble together and keep together a 26-vote coalition in a city council with six socialists <laughs> that has gone sharply to the left and has lost its center in All Patocon? All right, this is
0: your uh, seventh question about Lori. So my recommendation is next time have her on the show, not me. No, I No, I, I
1: but you're, you're a pundit. You do, you're going to be no. doing this for hey, a i How about this?
0: I'm a mayor. And I still have three weeks. and I. But got you're still
1: writing in The Atlantic about I, political ta- punditry. So I'm, I'm no asking talk- you I, to comment on no, the local scene.
0: I'm not going to do that out of fairness. And if I, as a How ma- would
1: you deal with the socialists?
0: <laughs> look, here's what I would say. Um, I would not judge them. Well, here's what I, i just can only say what I did. I met, look, let me say it back up, friend a couple things. One, you know, Bill Clinton gave me a great advice, which is what I applied here. And I think when you saw the goodbye, you captured it in that article. He says before you work with people professionally, work with them and get it, let them get to know you and them personally. Whether it was Walter Burnett, Michelle or others who started crying, I think you knew after eight years, it was a personal bond. That was not professionally held together. I started as mayor in my first two weeks as mayor-elect. I met with all the aldermen individually, sometimes till 10 o'clock at night, so we could know each other before we started working with each other. It's an assumption. Um, Look, some of my best friendships when I left Congress were Republicans, even though I was given the assignment. To return Democrats to the majority.
1: Ray LaHood. Uh,
0: Ray's a perfect example. There are others. Gil Guteneck out of Minnesota, who used to come here for town halls on pharmaceutical prices. So I would say uh, while I know the six socialists come with a lot of ideas, one, the office has its own pressure that makes you a little more pragmatic. Two, Don't ever assume somebody's position, given the opportunity to hear you and you to hear them. And um, through that process, while they may come, today they don't have the burdens, the responsibilities, liabilities of representing constituents. That will happen with the office. And my assumption is even the, you know, Bernie Sanders and I worked on pharmaceutical prices and retirement security. You wouldn't exactly call Bernie and I the same type of people, same wing of the Democratic Party, but we work together on things. And I think you should approach not just the six socials, that everybody's a yes until they say they're a no. That has been my approach. Now, I say that by way, in my eight years, we never lost a vote, which can't be said about any other mayor. In my eight years, down in Springfield, we overturned five pension vetoes by a governor and created bipartisan majorities. We rewrote the school for- funding formula that benefited Chicago, and we walked out of Washington with an unprecedented amount of money. And If you look at it from that political terrain, I think our approach to how we approach politics, and I say it in a positive way. I know politics is, in the press is dismissed, but when you look at what resources we got out of Washington, For our mass transit system for the beautifying the city like on the river to our airports when you and also to research and to our veterans when you look at what we've done in springfield to reverse decade-old discriminatory policies specifically on schools and you look at the fact that never once in city council did we lose a vote that means the way we handled our politics and also handling tough issues Worked for the City but of she's
1: promising to take on all domestic prerogative. Mm-hmm. Is she making a mistake in that? Will she find that it's more difficult? Should she just back off of that? Okay,
0: this is question number seven uh, <laughs> on Lori Lightfoot, which I'm not going to do.
1: Well, I'm I, asking your political I, I, view.
0: I know. I know what you're asking, and I'm avoiding it okay. because it's not fair to her, and I'm not going to do The bigger thing I have than by political view is I have sat where she's about to sit. You haven't. You've observed it to great skill. I know the burdens of that office. I know the opportunities of that office. If I have advice for her, first, she's going to have to ask for it. Otherwise, I'll just go on. And second, I'm going to give her the dignity and the respect that I'll do it privately in the same way I've been trained from my days with President Clinton, President Obama. Well, let's talk about you then. Let me just say about prerogative. And I think if anybody would appreciate this, it's you. Take all, you know, garbage recycling, tree trimming, everything. Those were things that were left to almost automatic prerogative, and we consolidated them under streets and sanitation. Put very capable people in there. Now have a modernized three one one system that can individually respond with a tracking code, so it doesn't go into some big black hole. If you want a tree trimmed or graffiti removed, so
1: that's where you can take it away. But I, I not- wouldn't
0: see. I, I, so, number one is I wouldn't refer to it the way the press does. It's not taking away. It's making it more efficient savings. And then I made, when I did it, I made a pledge to oh, all men. One, you're going to get more services than you used to get. We never had recycling citywide. We had a three-year backlog on tree trimming. We're caught up. You're going to get uh, added... Uh, crews to both graffiti removals within a five-day working period. So that, they
1: saw the benefit they of They saw
0: that yeah. Did they rather have it themselves? You can't have a city with 50 different neighborhood services. And the other thing is I had to make a sense of equity. Yeah. There was a real feeling that on the south side and west side, other parts of the city got plowed first, garbage picked up first, recycling first, calls on graffiti and trees, that equity did not exist.
1: So you're saying to sell this, you They're have always, to give them something.
0: You have to... You have to move the pieces because one is, like everything. You know, I, I say at the office, or I say at our desk when we meet, or the conference room, what's the pain to pleasure? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, like on the, uh, I knew when I put every one of those services on a grid, meaning we were going to centralize it, put it on a grid, we were going to save money. I said, out of the money we save, here's what I'm going to return back to you. You're going to be able to tell a constituent graffiti from call to service for for working days. That's where we got it. The three years on the tree trimming, we're going to take that down to it's a five-day call to service. And they willingly, to their credit, gave up control for better. Now, would I say give it up? I I argued we're enhancing what you're going to get for your residents.
1: And that's what she'll have to sell.
0: She'll have to find a way... I'm trying to stay away from your Monday morning headline. The mayor says that's not fair to her. So when I want to be very specific, no, like every, I just said this, I don't know, you know, the musicians and CSO are in my head. I just walked out of the negotiations. Fran, when I leave office, our health care costs are 7% less than the day I walked in. And I said to every one of the 40 plus labor negotiations, here's my win." I don't want to negotiate. Can you tell me your wins?" And then once I knew what the wins were. So what she's, you know, anybody, if she has a desire, she, you have to see, not so much walk in somebody else's shoes, you have to think about... If, what they
1: get out of it.
0: What's the, what's the benefit? Because nobody... Could, you know, I, let me say it this way. I used to argue early on to Governor Rauner. You are trying to create a win-lose situation. Doesn't who, work. who willingly, right. signs up to a loss? Right. I said so. That would be my and so I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about any one of the things of the seven. But in the
1: council leadership situation, you backed off a of Burke, and we had eight more years of Burke because you decided not to take him on. Any regrets about that, given what has happened and the the scandal that's unfolding? Yeah. I think
0: this is. Here's the one thing I would say. You're asking me about the job being mayor. I'm going to say this about journalists. You, you look at every issue. Appropri- Here's this issue. I have to look at uh, an evaluation, and I'm not going to speak about uh, Ed Burke, but I have to look at all the pictures. Okay. I, 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 I'll do it. To, I, you have to look at what we're going to do on every one of the budgets. I have a $635 million, 20% of the budget was in red. For three years prior to me being mayor, we took a billion dollars out of reserves. Now, if I got rid of uh, Ed Burke as finance committee chairman, I would be creating an organizing force against me and I have other problems. Do I I have other things? There's a threat to that, but there's also the opportunity. He has tremendous knowledge about things. And so you're asking, well, Ed Burke, my view is the difference between you and I where we sit I have to evaluate everything. You get to end, deal with the one topic in isolation of everything. It's a big conflict between— No
1: regrets about I, not taking I, him on because you would have had a— How do you
0: know I didn't take him on? How do you know? You looked at one thing. How do you know I didn't?
1: Well, he and, certainly uh, operated with a lot of impunity, apparently. Well, no,
0: how do you, you don't know— With his law firm you, and you his don't, you don't know, mixing the two. You, you don't know everything that happens. And you don't, you look at Were one, there
1: instances where you took him on and we It's not know? about
0: taking him on. It's about uh, making, and making changes for the whole benefit of the city. Uh, and so I'm not going to sit here and look at one thing. I evaluated. What I do know, when we got rid of the Shackman oversight, when we put an in inspector general in every department, things that you had been covering for close to 40, and everybody else for 40 years had never been done, got done. Of the five separate ethics packages we passed he didn't vote against a single one of them so every and fran you have said this privately so i'm going to say it publicly two things one i've made a major change in the city's political culture on ethics i'm not done nobody's ever done in this city i walk out after 24 years two presidencies the united states congress DCCC chair mayor for eight years i've never hired a lawyer now I will just say this to you.
1: That's saying something in Chicago, isn't it?
0: You'll make your own judgment. I know how how I've conducted myself, and as I always say, uh, a couple things in politics. There are laws, and then there are moral judgments. You got to know right from wrong. It can never be written in a book. Number two. Don't confuse friends with people that are friendly. Don't ever do that. And people that are friendly that doesn't mean that they're your friends.
1: Who's the lesson uh, there?
0: The lesson is just being careful in life. If people are being very friendly, they want something. They're not that, they're trying to, friendly is not a friend. (laughs) Friendly is an attitude. Friends are something deeper. Um, And so my attitude on this is, now I passed all of those things, made major changes to the political culture, but because it's Chicago, there's more work to done. But I know things that have been sitting around for years that never got done from Shackman to inspector generals, and not just that they're there, they have actually the authority to do what they need to do. But I've, given
1: the climate and the scandal, were you surprised by the extent of her victory? 50 wards, 74 percent. Were you surprised, or did you see it coming?
0: Um, well, I think that uh, the short answer is no. But there's different- You were not surprised. There's different pieces of that, but I'm not going to say more.
1: Okay. Mayor Emanuel, good <laughs> nice luck man. to you, and yeah. I hope you piece together a wonderful life in political retirement, or I, I, maybe yeah,
0: not. Yeah. I said this before, and I want to repeat it. Uh, I think I've been incredibly fortunate, lucky, and sometimes I still pinch myself. I've worked for two great presidents. I've been in Congress. I've been the mayor of the greatest city. I have three incredibly healthy kids. Who, under tough circumstances of having a father as a mayor, father as a chief of staff, two incredibly successful uncles, they have far surpassed my wildest hopes and dreams as a father. And I've got an incredible spouse who You're has lucky supported me. Luck doesn't even capture how I feel. And so the next chapter will have its own challenges and opportunities. But I do want to say, not just me personally. Then I get to look back. Uh, and Fran, you have covered me. You you have known the political um, capital I have spent to make sure a child in the back of the yards, or a child in Chatham, or a child in North Lawndale—not just go through all the neighborhoods—have the educational opportunities and structure that have been denied them, and change things that we talked about for. 50 60 years and you know the one thing i know about politics is facts have weight 4 years of additional education time than a decade ago that's what our kids get it's a fact our kids are making according to stanford they get 6 years of education only 5 years they were always fully capable of that And because we spent political capital, not preserved it, not hold it, spent it, that our children, these are our children, are better. And I get to be able to know that I made that difference. And I know that other mayors will build off of that and never have to review the fights I had to go through to get that. And our kids were always fully capable. The system was stacked against them.
1: All right, everybody, we'll see you next week, and we have a full (laughs) legacy tour. See you next week.